0: Good morning and welcome to another Morning Java, brought to you by our friends at the Get-go Cafe and Market, where any time is smoothie time. They have a bunch of different flavors, uh, interesting combinations of flavors. I mean, one of my favorites, uh, Pear Blueberry. That's, the, I've never seen anything like that anywhere else, and it's, it's great. You can, there's different add-ins, so uh, check them out, get-go, A lot of different cool smoothies, and they have new ones every now and then. But we're talking about hockey. Um, the Penguins, interesting start to the season. Uh, dropped the first two games in Philly and then came away with two uh, over, a shootout win and overtime win against the Capitals in the second series. Uh, Dave, what did you think about, you know, the Penguins' start so far, and are, are they lucky to come away with those two wins that they did?
1: I think they're awfully, awfully fortunate uh, to be 500 after four games of the season. I mean, some of the things that have gone, on, gone wrong uh, during the first week uh suggest that their record uh could and probably should be a lot worse than it is you know they're they've trailed uh at the first intermission in every game so far uh they've been outscored uh i want to say it's thirteen to seven uh five on five uh their penalty killing has not been as good as expected uh, most of their top six forwards have contributed little if anything uh I mean there's been an awful lot uh gone wrong I guess that that might mean that uh if they can be 500 with all that's gone wrong if they're able to get their game in order they could actually uh, pile up some points but you know four games into the season I, I'd say they're pretty fortunate to have, have broken even
0: yeah I mean the two wins uh against the Capitals I mean one average about one goal in every time and they'd they did come away with some uh, pretty uh, lucky bounces and you know, the latter halves of this game that got them where they did. I mean, in the first game, um, Sam Sonoff turning the puck over behind the net and kind of giving them a freebie. And then uh, the Caps managing to allow a five-on-three goal. Uh, Casey to Smith, lofting the puck over to Bluger. Um, I, but, I mean, it really those really could have gone either way. And, uh, like you said, they really uh, haven't come out uh, – out of the gate well at all, and I mean, the top six, I think the biggest uh, clearing hole there is Malkin. I mean, Malkin just hasn't looked great at all. I mean, what have you seen from Malkin? Uh, these well, I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I only uh, attended the two games in Philadelphia. I haven't been to either of the ones at uh, PPG Paints Arena yet. But, I mean, he just looks completely out of sorts, or at least he did in, the, in those two games. Uh, which was really surprising after what I thought was a, a pretty strong training camp, uh, not only for him but you know his entire line. I thought it looked like uh, it could really come charging out of the gate, and it's done anything but. It's been um, completely ineffective uh, to this point in the season. Uh, I was a bit surprised when I spoke with Jim Rutherford about it on Wednesday that he immediately. Uh, Put the blame, for lack of a better term, uh, for Malkin's struggles on his line mates, uh, saying that they have to kick up their skating to raise the tempo, and that if they do that, um, that that will address the uh, whatever it is that's ailing Malkin's game. I'm, I'm not sure that Malkin deserves to be absolved of responsibility for the way he's played to this point but uh, there's no question that his wingers are certainly capable of uh, more than they have done to this point as well
0: yeah I, I mean I don't think Zucker has looked awful I mean I think Zucker's been uh, pretty good the third game the first one against the Capitals I mean um, the play he made to set up Pedersen for Pedersen's goal I think that was the tying goal to force overtime. time um, I mean Pedersen's out there doing uh, good things but I mean Malkin I mean so I've only been able to attend the one game in person the third game the others I've seen on TV but the one I was at in person um, he just looked slow and it, but it looked slow like I don't know it, it kind of looked like he wasn't giving 100 percent it looked like he was just coasting around he kind of he um, picked it up towards uh, the end and he he did look good uh, towards the end of that game everyone really did but he he just he just looked slow to me
1: yeah and i i mean you would wonder if you know because of his age because he's in his mid 30s you might wonder you know gee has he hit the wall because everybody hits the wall eventually but because he looked so good in camp you, you you really don't you know there there's not a cheap and easy explanation i don't think for uh, for what's gone on but i do think it's safe to say that if the penguins Hope to accomplish much of anything this season, let alone uh, uh, contend for a cup. Whether that's a realistic objective or not, they're going to need uh, production from the second line, and they're going to need much better play from Malkin than than they've gotten to this point.
0: Yeah. Well, and when during camp, when I asked, um, I was asking players about you know the effects of the shortened camp and. Um, something Bluger said was that he thought, uh, conditioning might be an issue because normally during a, like a longer camp, you have time to work up, uh, to like how you would, uh, like normal game, speed game pace. But, um, so I don't know if conditioning right now is an issue for anyone because they haven't really been on the ice, uh, that long. Um, especially for these guys who weren't in Pittsburgh for a long time leading up to uh, camp. And I don't think Malkin was one of those guys, but I mean, uh, do you think that could be a factor and could we just Uh, be waiting for them to?
1: It could be, but it's not, we're not talking about guys here who were injured and missed, you know, two weeks of a three week camp. So they're behind everybody else. You know, everybody had the same preseason opportunities and, you know, guys in general do a, a pretty good job of staying in something close to game shape year round. Now it's, it's not, you know, there was a time when the preseason was used strictly to get in condition, to play games, to drop extra weight that was put on during the off season, that sort of thing. that That's not an issue with guys anymore. There's, you know, there are too many guys who take care of themselves to, to risk not doing so. So I, I'm not sure that I would, you know, attribute anything uh, to that, you know, on any grand scale. And again, especially when we're talking about the second line, those guys looked very good uh, during training camp. So, you know, if conditioning actually was a factor with any of those three, you would think it would have been evident right from the start of camp rather than, you know, kicking in 10 days or so later.
0: Yeah, wasn't it Maria that said uh, a couple weeks before camp he starts he stops getting fries
1: with and, his club sandwich? Yeah, you know, a month before camp opens. Yeah, that would that was his preseason uh, regimen. Uh, but it's safe to say there aren't a whole lot of Mario Lemieux out there. So I I think other guys you know have to uh, work at it a bit more than he did.
0: Can't blame it on the fries. All right. Speaking of injuries, uh, it wouldn't be a Penguins season without a couple and only a couple of games into the season. Uh, they're dealing with some pretty significant ones. Uh, so the second game in Philly, they lost, uh, Mike Matheson was apparently injured in that game. I don't know uh, how. It's not clear how, but uh, he's dealing with an upper body injury out longer term. So that's one left uh, handed defenseman down.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then in the last game against the Capitals, um, they lost Marcus Pedersen and Yusorico Rico during the game. They weren't out there for the third. Um, we didn't have an update after the game. Uh, they were still being evaluated for upper body injuries. Uh, they didn't practice Wednesday, so we didn't get an update. Probably uh, can expect to get an update Thursday after practice, but um, that's three left-handed deed down. Um, uh, I, who who comes in? I mean, I think the answer is pretty clear if you look at who is on the taxi squad, but if if either um, Pedersen or regular both of them can't go next game against the Rangers, what happens?
1: Well, I, I think uh, P.O. Joseph uh, will make his Penguins debut. I, um, that seems almost like a a given at this point. Again, we haven't been told anything official yet about the severity of the the two injuries from the Washington game Tuesday night. But at least early on, there didn't seem to be any great optimism that that they would be back immediately. So, and, uh, you know, the the Penguins like Joseph. I don't think they're wild about having to reach that far down the depth chart, you know, a week into the season to put him in there. But uh, when I spoke with Jim Rutherford on Wednesday, uh, he talked about how uh, Joseph, the uh, trajectory of his career. The Penguins had him playing some games in the NHL this season, or at least that that he they felt that he was prepared to do so. Um, again, I don't think they anticipated having to do it uh, before the end of January, but I, I don't think they will be uh, terribly shaken. Uh, if they do have to use him, uh, the interesting thing, I think, if you want to take it that he's a given to get in will be how they uh, approach uh, the sixth spot on defense. Uh, you know, do you go with uh, Churchman or do you put uh, Cody Cece back in? Uh, you know, it's at, at this point, we don't have any indication of of what way the coaching staff is leaning. I, I assume we'll get some uh, sense of that on, at practice on Thursday, but uh, it's open-ended question at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, Joseph, pretty clearly the, the, the next guy up. Uh, I mean, I I spoke to uh, Mike Valucci. I mean, his head coach in Wilkes-Barre last year, assistant coach in Pittsburgh. Now, I talked to him when the AHL season shut down um, late March, and I asked uh, about Joseph's readiness, and he said, um, you know he doesn't want to rush him to the NHL full time yet, but he thought that from last Christmas on, so the second half of his rookie season, he thought he was more than ready to um, be able to come up and as like a call up, uh, maybe a short time, get a couple games, and he thought he could handle it. Um, so I mean, uh, I, I
1: a lot of people in the organization
0: think he's ready, but I mean, if they do need another one, yeah, that's where it gets tricky because CC's right-handed. Um, they do try to keep handedness pretty even, but, I mean, in CeCe's case, um, really not good enough to crack the lineup on his um, natural side, so I don't know how well it would go on his offside. Mm -hmm. And then um, Kevin Churchman, uh, 30 years old. He's been good for Wilkes-Barre the past uh, three years as a uh, veteran. Uh, They did bring him up. They called him up last season for a bit. He didn't get any games in, but he practiced with the team. Um, he hasn't played in the NHL. NA- he played 13 NHL games in the 2012-13 season with the Islanders, his rookie professional uh, career, and then he's been in the AHL. I think a couple games in the East AHL since then. Um, so not a whole lot to go off of there. I mean, he hasn't been in the NHL in a while, but um, I don't know. I think uh, maybe just from Washington's perspective, I thought he did well. I maybe him because he is left-handed. If they do need another lefty D he could be that sixth spot over CC,
1: and it, yeah and it would be interesting if if they have to plug in two guys um what kind of workload they give them i i get the impression that they would prefer to not overload joseph if if he's in the lineup you know not have him play chris latang minutes or anything like that um so if he's your first choice to go into the lineup, does that automatically get him on the number two pairing, or do you keep him on on the third pairing um, just to limit the amount of time that that he's on the ice? I mean, that's that's a decision that uh, Mike Sullivan and his staff will have to make, you know, once they've decided uh, which two uh, they would want to put into the lineup, assuming that there's a need for two.
0: Yeah, he uh, – and, I mean, he played top-line minutes in Wilkes-Barre uh, for his power play. I mean, so he he's used to playing big minutes, obviously not in the NHL. Um, but he's a very, uh, very good, strong skater. Something Volucci told me that I thought was interesting because with Joseph, everyone wants – people who haven't seen him play, if they want to, like – they just go to his, you know, stat page whatever, look at how much he weighs because he is a slender guy and, you know, write him off. You know, he's not strong enough. but. Um, I talked to Vellucci and something he said was because they do, you know, the strength testing beginning of the season and they do it, you know, mid season. And from that um, span, he said no one put on more leg strength uh, more than Joseph on the team. He said his leg strength uh, more than doubled um, from the start of the season to mid season. And I mean, that's more than a year ago now. He's had a full year in the weight room since then. You can only assume he's gotten stronger. But um, I thought that's interesting. Uh, So, I don't know, I think that bodes well for how we would be able to handle the workload.
1: Yeah, and some guys are just wiry. Uh, They're not necessarily uh, physically weak just because they don't have large frames. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll withhold judgment on how his strength holds up at the NHL level until we see him play there. But Based on his development to this point, that, that's not something that I think is a major cause for concern before, before he gets into a game.
0: They don't have very many other options regardless, so we'll see. All right, Dave, one of the other big questions heading into next game is uh, who the Penguins go with in goal? So, I mean, Tristan Jari started the first two games in Philadelphia. He got yanked in that second game in Philadelphia. Uh, the Penguins turned to Casey to Smith um, to finish out that game, and then to start the first game against the Capitals. And then he was back in net uh, against the Capitals. So, I mean, Casey to Smith has the Penguins only two wins this season. Um, and I think it's interesting. I mean, what do you what do you do moving forward? I mean, do you do you just ride Casey to Smith in net until he loses or has a bad game, or you know, do you try to get Jari back in net back up to form as soon as possible?
1: Oh, I I think the Smith has done you know, well, he's, he's a backup. He's, you know, you're, you're not expecting him to be dominant. um, And, you know, as you noted, he he won two games for them or was in, in goal when, when they won two games at least. Um, But it, I think if this team is going to achieve anything of consequence uh, this season, it's going to need strong play from, from Tristan Jari. And, and even though he was far from at his best during the games in Philadelphia, I think uh, if it were my call, I, I would go with him in goal against the Rangers on Friday night. I, I think you've, you've got to get him in and give him a chance to get his game back, get his confidence back. And I I guess possibly even to uh, verify that he will hold up under the, the rigors of being a number one goaltender in this league. I don't think that was any great issue going into the season. And I'm not sure that it should be after uh, just two appearances, but, you know, for better or worse, he uh, did not play to, uh, his capabilities during during the two appearances in in Philadelphia, and it was the first time that he was the unquestioned number one at this level. So you know that the questions about uh, that are are sure to arise. I suspect he'll be able to answer them, um, and I would be inclined to uh, to give him a chance on Friday to start proving that. Although I I agree with the. Uh, decision Sullivan made to uh start Casey DeSmith in, in both of the games against Washington.
0: Yeah, and I mean and to to Jari's credit, even though I mean DeSmith has these two wins, he hasn't looked uh great either necessarily. I mean he's been shaky too. He did really look good in the the first game against Washington, the shootout. Um and really, uh, a couple minutes moments towards the end there, I, Ovechkin nearly scored at the end of overtime. Um, he looked good there, and I mean, then he did get the assist in the second game to set up the Blueger three and five goal. Although he did say after the game he didn't know Blueger was there. He was trying to clear the puck. Um, but yeah, I like you said, I think. Th- Maybe ride to Smith for the short term now, but he he's not the long term answer. At some point, Jari does have to get back in there. Um, at when they started to Smith, uh, in the first game in and Sullivan said that, um, he thought it'd be good just to uh, give Jari time to reset work with Buckley more, um, like reset mentally. Um, I don't know. I the last practice I covered, I thought it was interesting. Jari uh so uh, all after practice he was speaking with Buckley just the two of them like one on one for like a long time which is uh, some unusual more than maybe i would what you would normally say after practice but i don't know i mean Jari, do you, would you would you start him next game
1: oh yeah w- without question i mean you know he will have had a, a week to uh clear his head reset work on any technical aspects of his game that uh, Mike Buckley or anyone else on the coaching staff uh, found to be wanting Um, and Jari in in general certainly to this point in his career has had the kind of mindset that that you want in in a goaltender or anybody playing a high stress uh, position like that in sports he he seems to be able to take uh, things in stride I mean there's there seems to be a little bit of Marc-Andre flurry in him in, in that regard, uh, where he he's able to bounce back from uh, from a tough golf. Frankly, I was a little surprised that he uh, sputtered the way he did during the second game in Philadelphia, because I didn't think he was at his best uh, in the opener. And based on his history, I thought he would come back strong, uh, in part because of that good mindset. Uh, but yeah i you know it, it it's time it's time to get him back in in the crease
0: yeah I mean even from following you know both of these guys back from when they were in um Wilkesbury i mean jari's always seemed like the stronger mentally of of the two just um i don't know I remember the one time I spoke to him it was after just Smith signed his extension and it looked like you know um. He was gonna take Jari's spot for the foreseeable future, and like I talked to him about it, and um, just didn't seem to phase him at all and then i i i, I don't remember what I asked, but he talked about how he he just very even keel that way, just in general, um whereas like desmith um just seeing how he reacted being sent down to Wilkes-Barre last year like unexpectedly uh he really did not play well at all in the a h l for the first you know bit of the season, and I think. Um, it, he was struggling with, you know, just being there mentally when he really didn't expect to. I mean, he had a house in Pittsburgh just signed an extension there. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I mean, I, put, I would put Jari in, like you said. Uh, no matter what next game, they just have to get him playing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this is not to absolve Jari of responsibility for some of the goals in Philadelphia, but the guys in front of him uh, were hardly at their best either. Okay. The Penguins had uh, quite a few grievous defensive lapses in, in those games. And there were some of the goals that, that Jari allowed that I think he could have and normally would have stopped, but you certainly can't uh, pin the losses exclusively on him. He, he contributed just like almost everybody else on, on the roster, but uh, it certainly wasn't uh, all on him.